Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. We did a special episode regarding uh, Jeff Johns' departure from being president slash chief creative officer uh, two days ago. And so yep. if you haven't watched it, you should because it's a great episode. Uh, but because I have to be someplace in a little bit, and also we gave you an Elseworlds Exchange early, we're going to kind of do a roundup, wrap-up uh, talking about all the news that dropped because they might not be worth a whole episode, but they might be worth a discussion. Indeed. And just kind of jump into it and also, of course, chat with you guys uh, regarding any big things that are going on. For example, the cover sake for this episode, the, the, the title of uh, the upcoming crisis written by Tom King has been announced. Yep. Um. Which, which we had been hearing the rumors. We had been hearing the scuttlebutt about this for a while, but we didn't know it was going to look like this. No. Uh, I had heard rumors and discussions about uh, this, like about, about a crisis coming, about yep. Tom King built, like, sowing seeds for a big thing that was coming mm-hmm. up. But finally, Heroes in Crisis will be here. Uh, what is Heroes in Crisis, you might ask? Well, uh, Joel and I have got the skinny. So uh, yep. let's talk about it. Uh, Joel, what do you know so far about Heroes well, in Crisis? Well, from what I can understand and from what I can gleam, a lot of what Tom King has been writing in his Batman run is about, you know, uh, re- re- really regressing in character assassination. Oh, no, no, sorry. I mean, uh, re- re- really putting characters through emotional turmoil. Yes, yeah, yes, that yes, was yes. the one. Yes, like, so- uh, l- l- like Booster like, like Poison Ivy and, and Poison Ivy too. And Poison Ivy, very right, very right. Yes. Um, Remember how she was a hero, then she wasn't a hero anymore. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. No, but she. Well, she did. Uh, she did link minds with everybody and uh, and save the world. I don't know. It's something like that. But ba- all I know is Batman withheld important information that could have helped everyone, but because he's a dick. Oh, and of course, the thing that upset her was something intrinsically tied to war of jokes and riddles. So it was the thing that Tom King wrote that made her that way. Right, of course, because as we all know, Tom King has only read like three or four comics. He has Bendisitis, where I've read three or four comics that are in some way tangentially related to my run. So I'll just refer to those if I have to. And the other times I'll just make it up. As I go along, yep. Like, people are like, I love Mr. Miracle. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. It's an original character that he created that he put in Mr. Miracle's awesome costume. Like, yep. You, I loved Vision. You know what? I hated Vision until Tom King re- wrote Vision. Why? Because it, it's not Vision. It's a character he, he invented that's a robot. He, he more or less just ignored everything that went with Vision. And you can get away with that with Vision. And you can get away with that with Mr. Miracle. Right. Can't get away with that with Batman no, quite as easily. Because they're robots. Yeah. But in any event, uh, Tom King's writing a big uh, big crisis. And uh, well, and it's funny because somebody asked, like, how is it that he gets the crisis before Scott Snyder? Well, it turns out that Scott Snyder, I, I don't, I actually had heard two v- different versions of the story. So please correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. But I had heard one of I, I've heard both these options. One that Snyder and Capullo were doing a book called Dark that, that eventually became Dark Knight's Metal, but originally was called De- uh, Dark Crisis. That was the working title. Yep. And either Snyder or editorial wanted that title, but the other didn't, and mm. whoever didn't got their way. Um, I've heard that editorials pushed the, uh, the the crisis. I've heard that Snyder wanted the crisis, so I don't know which one it is. Um, but uh, but that being said, there was a crisis, and it was yep. going to happen. But 
no more. <laughs> this this is also apparently what they were calling Codename Sanctuary, which is the thing that, again, Tom King has been sure to drop reference to several times in his Batman run. Oh, Poison Ivy went off to Sanctuary to get help with their problems. Booster Gold, after screwing everything up on his own and being the architect of his own downfall, uh, but we're supposed to feel bad for him about it, is also going to Sanctuary for help. And that is apparently going to be the big focal point of Heroes in Crisis. That's correct. Uh, yeah, in fact, he- Heroes in Crisis is t- is completely and utterly connected to this sanctuary that King has created, um, and it will be about sanctuary kind of being under siege or being attacked. And yeah. so we'll see, you know, that apparently sanctuary has been this thing, and it's going to be retconned, that it will have been a thing that provided aid for many superheroes. Which uh, is not a bad idea. Yeah, because every superhero has gone through some measure of trauma, and they deserve, yeah. you know, some measure of mental health. Um, yeah, usually every three to five years, more if you're Daredevil, your complete uh, life falls apart at the seams. Right, and you need some kind of thing. And unlike Daredevil, there's apparently like a place for you. Yeah, provide some kind, some measure of comfort and happiness. F- feels like that's something Leslie Tompkins should have been running. Maybe she is. We don't know. We haven't seen it. I mean, it is a. It is from what we've gathered from the the cover image. Um, we know that the psycho pirate's mask is involved. Mm, yeah. So, remember when that was important before Doomsday Clock? Then it stopped being important. Yeah. And remember how the psycho pirate's mask was somehow connected to Doomsday Clock? Like. If you put the button and the mask together, they create flashpoint uh, portals. But yeah. then that didn't happen anymore because Jeff Johns is like, yeah, nah, I'm doing my own thing now. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So, and fair enough, you know, like, I, don't, I guess that's fine. But uh, you're not in charge anymore. So, you know, people will tell you what to do now. <laughs> is is Gotham Girl going to be in this too? I don't see Gotham Girl on the cover, She's, but that was another hero in turmoil that King created and forgot about. She's not on the cover. My guess is that she will be either the linchpin or... Mm. The, like, zero-hour savior. Because mm, she has to be. Yeah. Um, by the way, I just wanted to toss out there that uh, Adam Azamoa just uh, threw us a bone and also said, oh, will we you. ever do Ultimate X-Men on back issues? Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for your for your support. And, yeah, we'll, we'll cover that eventually. I do have the first volume, at least, in trade, which we can totally do. Um, mm. Yeah, so Heroes in Crisis, I, I think I think Gotham... I think, here's the thing. There's no way that everything that Tom King has written for DC won't be involved mm. in this major event. Because as we've seen, and as I pointed out in previous episodes, the King run on Batman, while it is a juggernaut seller because it's Batman, it yep. is dwindling in sales as it goes. It lost 4,000 uh, sale units in the past five months. Uh-huh. Which, you know, ain't great, but it ain't great either. Because I'm, tight. I'm, sh- I'm sure that will pick up around the wedding, but let's see what he does after that. Speculation issues sell like gangbusters. Issue 44, 120,000 copies. But then it went right back down to the lowest it had been in five months. So, who knows? But in any event, uh, Heroes in Crisis is an event that it will be coming out, I think, September? I don't remember what the, what the date uh, is. Soon. I have the article right in front of me. Oh, good. Uh, but that's coming out can't not come out and that's all we know like we we know that basically if you read everything that tom king's written you'll probably find breadcrumbs and, and and references and whatnot um probably the more recently the better because mm-hmm. we're seeing a, like the war joke and jokes and riddles being used as a plot point is definitely a reaction oh yeah so i think if you read mr miracle if you read war jokes and riddles if you read the current run of batman you will mm-hmm. be all caught up and ready to go it's uh, it's also going to be only seven issues, which I like in a day and age where most big events end up being 12 issues. I like that they've made this a little shorter. I agree. I'll take seven issues. That's one issue shorter than House of M, which is four issues longer than it should have been anyway. <laughs> so I'll take it. Um, but yeah, so let's see. Uh, so we covered your Heroes in Christ. That's a thing that's coming out, but we don't really know much about it, which is why it's not worth a whole episode, right? Like get. Get ready for Identity Crisis 2018. No question is that what it's going to be. It's going to be Identity Crisis again, which is fine. You know, Identity Crisis. I loved Identity Crisis. It Um, it has its moments. It has some stuff that pisses me off, but I like the general idea of it. Will we be seeing, you know, universal shifts and whatnot? Probably not. I think it's be more character shifts. 
which is weird because, you know, they're calling it a crisis and there's all this talk of like creative refresh and everything of getting a bunch of new writers and kind of having their own little fresh start in there. I wonder, I guess it won't be spinning out of here, but it could. Yeah, uh, very true. I don't know. Because um, we'll- the rumor I heard for the longest time is that because Booster Gold was involved, time travel is going to be involved. Right. And that very well could be the case. And if it does get involved, well, I feel like King grounding Booster Gold and making him more, well, just a different character um, yeah. might just be his way of kind of like taking away the things that make Booster Gold fantastic. Right. So you never know. I know I certainly don't. <laughs> yeah, no, but we never know until we read it. That's right. But uh, so that's Heroes in Crisis. It's going to be like, I think that it's really for for, for King a big uh, opportunity to shine a light on trauma and mental health, which is a good thing. Yes, um, as you should. And I think that he wanted to do it in a way that got the most eyes on it, which explains this yeah. entire interview. Uh, it's just a way for him to really shine a light on something that he feels really strongly about, which is cool, I guess, but also at the which, same time, not at the expense of the characters, but you know what? Uh, like, time will tell. A, a theme that also permeates all of his books and all of his stories. Yes. Well, we, we got we to gotta put together like a, vi- a video at some point where we're just like, we, we really do. describe a character and you tell me who we're talking about. Yeah, Sal and I have been kicking this around where it's like, man, when you break it down, it's like Tom King has written the same book like four times. Yeah. Um, by the way, sometimes they sold great, sometimes they didn't. <laughs> sometimes they were critical darlings, sometimes we loved them, and sometimes we didn't. Yeah, exactly. But uh, at the end of the day, they're all the same book. Uh, yep. By the way, thank you to Nathan Berg for helping us out. I do appreciate it. And um, so, yeah, let's move on. Let's uh, let's not uh, make this the, 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 the Screw Tom King podcast. Let um, us not. But, That's uh, what the comic multiverse is for, and that also dropped today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, but yeah, um, the other big story that we haven't yet talked about in depth is the fact that the, the judge has ruled on the AT&T mm-hmm. Time Warner merger, and uh, it's official. Uh, Time Warner is allowed to, or I'm sorry, yeah, AT&T is allowed to purchase Time Warner outright, no provisions, no mm. changes whatsoever. So, uh, as a result... Um, AT&T will be the parent company of not only Warner Brothers and everything, but also DC Comics. DC Comics will not be splintered off. Warner Brothers will be a cohesive thing that is run by AT&T. And uh, with their repeal of net neutrality, you will see probably uh, an emerging of an AT&T video streaming service. And you'll see the throttling of your own services as well as this goes forward. Uh, and once that becomes a thing in America, that will no doubt filter down to Canada in three to five years, which is always the way the worst stuff of America filters down here in three to five years. Yeah. Will I am golden. I think King should do a uh, graphic novel or a mini. I think he does. I think he agrees with you. He's been doing them. They're 12 issues, 12, seven issues. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mr. Miracle. It's where he excels. Be a graphic novel. So, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you, but uh, like, I agree with you, but I think he writes for that. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, Warner Brothers is uh, is in no trouble of folding. Neither is DC being in any danger of being purchased by Disney. So all the Doomsday stuff, it's all out the window. Don't worry. Uh, DC will still be, continue to be run and controlled by Warner Brothers and AT and T. Also around this same time, too, uh, Jim Lee and Dan DiDio no longer co-publishers. They are now full publishers. Right. Um, so what does that mean for DC Comics? At the in the long run and in the short term, for you as a reader, probably nothing. Nah, not really. Like the the books will still come out. Uh, the, uh, the 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 characters will stay the same. You still won't get a reprint of that amazing JLA Avengers uh, um, uh, hardcover. Um, it, it's unfortunate, but uh, but that's where we are. Um, but yeah, so DC will continue to be to to be moving forward. Um, it turns out maybe that films, none of it's connected and it's all just part of uh, part of corporate shifting. Um, now, it could be that AT&T maybe wanted to install somebody else over at Warner Brothers and that might trickle down. And so awesome. as a result, uh, Nelson saw the writing on the wall and decided to get out while the getting was good. Who knows? Um, but we, we probably seeing, won't know for a bit. No. And we are seeing a big trend now or maybe not a big trend, but hopefully I think we will be seeing it become a big trend. We are seeing prolific name recognized creators uh, striking it out on their own and kind of like mm-hmm. trying to make a go of their own personal entrepreneurship. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that, uh, that John's created his, uh, his, his, his 
own kind of like creative company and also two companies two companies that's what i'm saying like there's a publishing line and like a like a brand for himself uh indicates that you know he sees that there is some positive lucrative opportunity for himself oh yeah that the jeff johns brand is alive and wow he should have called it finger guns but clearly not a fan of our channel if he did, he would have owed you a Coke at that point. Finger guns entertainment. Right? Oh, man, I, I would owe that man a dinner. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, otherwise, um, the, the AT&T Time Warner deal, while it may be a blow uh, to, you know, uh, antitrust laws and monopolies yeah. and whatnot, it doesn't What affect. else is new in 2018? Yeah, it doesn't affect anything. Um, so everyone's eyes are now moving away from Warner Brothers and moving towards the big DC Fox or Disney Fox Comcast Mm -hmm. debacle. And um, I've got a theory about that. Do you now? Um, Well, July 10th is the official date that uh, Fox makes the decision as to whether they will sign with Disney Mm -hmm. or agree to the purchase. Um, We've seen the heads of Fox and Disney uh, playing nice, basically talking about the future of their merger and basically treating it like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I mean, you can even see the ripple effect in all the other stuff they've been working on that it seems like a foregone conclusion. Oh, the dropping of the X-Men moniker on the Dark Phoenix movie that no one wants to go see. Yep. Um, The fact that New Mutants was pushed back so far, the uncertain future of Deadpool... The return of Wolverine, the return of the Fantastic Four in the realm of the comics. Yes, we're seeing um, trickle-down backdoor dealings here. And I think that, uh, I think it's a foregone conclusion, uh, but don't quote me on that because obviously, you know, we're not always right. Um, and crazier things have happened. But I do feel like it's a it's an easier deal, it's a better deal, it makes better sense, it's less yep. likely to cause real headaches and, and problems mm-hmm. for both companies versus them going with Comcast. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, but I think that it makes for more clickable headlines if we talk about how that too Disney and Fox's deal might be in jeopardy. Like, yes, mm-hmm. like Comcast put in a, a, a bid for Fox. They've been putting in bids for Fox since they were aware it was available. Mm, since uh, forever. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because the the, the Comcast acquisition of Fox is actually more a problem and more potentially uh, pro- problematic, legally speaking, than the Disney Fox deal because because they're Comcast. Because they're well, because they're Comcast. Because they're a distribution house. They yeah. provide the entertainment. They're not a out, they're not an idea of manufacturing plant. We don't we don't make it. We just sell it. Exactly, and that's also the problem that people had with the AT&T Time Warner purchase was that AT&T is a provider and so them owning this property might be an issue. Um, yeah. It, it's all very complicated and it's all very, uh, very, very, it's hard to pin down what anyone's going to do. But, None of us are corporate lawyers, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I think that uh, in the long run, the Disney deal makes better sense. It's more of a solid deal, even if, Comcast is offering cash. By the way, uh, if Comcast is able to, and by the way, it's not cash. Not like they have a friggin' Scrooge McDuck money. <laughs> no one has that money. It's all, it's all liquid, man. It's all ethereal. But, uh, but the fact that Comcast can force Disney to raise their offer from, like, call it five billion to like seven billion, and then Comcast say, "Oh, I'm going to offer nine or ten billion." Doesn't that piss you off a little bit if oh, yeah. you have Comcast and you've seen your rates get jacked up every damn <laughs> week or every damn month or every year? And then every time you call and try and complain and they're the only provider and they don't completely move or, or budge, even though you've been a loyal subscriber or, 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 uh, or you know, they provided you with this service mm-hmm. for the past like 10 years, uh, doesn't it kind of piss you off that suddenly they come up with all this money that they can use <laughs> to just throw at a, a company like, like Fox? Comcast is there's a reason why it's voted the worst company in America. Yeah, uh, I don't think we have Comcast in Canada, but I've only ever heard horror stories about them. Yeah, we don't. Ha- we have Comcast is actually not permeated my neck of the woods. That's good. Even though it will one day, because there's no way Comcast won't like buy the Optimum Network or something out here. Hmm. But uh, if they do, 
we do a Verizon, which is a legitimate competitor. And uh, and because we have competition, I can actually negotiate rates and stuff. It's great. That's the best thing. Usually once uh, once every six months, you can call them and be like, hey, my bill's too high. I'm going to go with the other guy. We'll give you a one-time reprieve. Then you do it again in six months. That's right. Oh, no, that's, I do it. Yeah. That's how you adult kids. That's how you do a thing. You can actually negotiate that shit. That's a that's a life hack for you. Yes. And uh, by the way, uh, another uh, more more sad life hack. If you're in America and you get like an insane hospital bill, you can mm. negotiate that too. That's not set in stone. You have to call them mm. and you have to argue it, and you can actually negotiate the price of what it costs to save your life. So Damn it. Think about that. But to, in any event, to, to uh, think if Walter White had only have done that, we wouldn't have gotten Breaking Bad. Right? <laughs> I know it's true. Or if he had been li- if he'd been living in Canada. Um, that yeah, the Canadian Breaking Bad, 15 minutes. Oh, sir, Mr. White, sir, you got cancer. Oh, no. We'll begin treatment immediately. Oh, I was worried there for a second. Boom. End of show. <laughs> no math. No nothing. <laughs> Martin Archuleta saying, thank you, good sirs. Well, thank you very much, good sir. And you're very welcome. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, at the end of the day, we could talk in circles. We could do, again, a whole episode where we're like, gee whiz, like Time Warner and AT&T are merging. What does that mean for the Fox Disney deal? Well, it means I'm sure we will. It means nothing. It means that Disney and Fox are doing their own thing. Comcast is desperate to have some kind of measurable IP. uh, And they'll offer the moon. But at the end of the day, like Comcast is just not a good enough fit. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Sorry, I, I did miss a super chat. Uh, Tevia saying, is Superboy John and Wally's kids coming back to Sanctuary? No. So, anyway, uh, getting back to the topic, um, what was it? Uh, so, yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, nobody really knows. So, like, July 10th is your date. Very Keep close to my out, birthday. But stop. Oh, really, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, happy early yeah, my, birthday. My, my birthday is the 16th. We'll see if I'll be celebrating this news or not. Oh, nice. <laughs> But, like, uh, July 10th will be the day when people stop bothering me about <laughs> Comcast. Both of us. Because I know. Uh, let me tell you, man, uh, like, being told the same thing every day that I it's already know. Grating. Like, yeah, I read the same trades you do. I have the same access. Like, mm-hmm. and I've read the articles. They say nothing. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know any more or less than you. Yeah, but uh, July 10th is the date that Fox decides whether or not they are going to sign with Disney uh, or be purchased by Disney or approve the, the, the purchase. And then we can be done with it. And either way, I'm yep. happy because I'm, I'm just I'm just sick of it at this point. I know. All right. Uh, Tales from Island Z. Bezos and Musk are uh, this reality's Wayland Utani. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see a uh, what is it? Amazon Tesla, like <laughs> Tesla Amazon. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. But we'll see that um, at some point. Yeah, because they're one space exploration, the other one is like ground exp- uh, transport. I'm down. There you go. I mean, and then like, we'll find the xenomorph, and then we'll all be happy. That that's the only thing that scares me. Um, <laughs> I mean, because in space, no one can hear you scream. Right. That's what they say on the poster. Yeah, um, it's it's blood is acid. How do you find a thing that's blood is acid? Well, and, yeah, it's the it's the perfect killing engine. Mm-hmm. So uh, what else is happening? Uh, what else is happening here? Oh, some more weird developments in the ongoing Stan Lee saga. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. This uh, this one just came across here right now. I'll share it with you if uh, you want to share it in the chat. There, basically his uh, what is it? His manager got arrested. Yes, uh, his manager, uh, the current one. Yeah, Kaya Morgan. Kaya Morgan got got arrested um, and might have been involved, if you're not familiar with the ongoing saga of Stan Lee. Stan Lee, unfortunately, has been uh, the victim of elderly of elderly abuse. Uh, he's mm. been, uh, his longtime handler manager was let go. Uh, there's some controversy about whether his daughter is involved in some way mm. in the like current regime of, of control of the Lee estate. Um, Blood was stolen from him. Bl- yeah, like... Blood was literally stolen from him, and two gunmen showed up at his house out of the blue. And that was one of the most recent developments. Was that apparently there were some people who caused some shit at Stanley's residence, and they have been armed, and they're saying that his manager may have been involved with the with the yeah. that incident as well. 
He got arrested for filing a false police report. We don't really know what the specifics are on that yet. Yes, but uh, but that person is is out for now. And uh, so, I mean, like the fact is, if Stanley's daughter, uh, and he, by the way, he has multiple children, but if his daughter, the one who's in charge of most of his his affairs, is collecting on this, profiting from this, is she, if she's um, facilitating these terrible decisions. Unfortunately, we're going to see that until he dies because Yikes. she's his daughter and there's nothing we can do about that. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it's it's a terrible shame. The man shouldn't... If let, Instead of talking about what's terrible that's going on to, for in his life, like I'd rather say, you know, the man's, what, 94? Nine, between 94 and 95. 96. Thank you. And uh, Stanley should, at this point be retired mm-hmm, he should, absolutely. and I know that he loves his fans and he loves to go to these things but we've heard the stories about him being at uh, being at conventions recently mm-hmm. and being fatigued and exhausted and being put like through really kind of like messed up situations and, uh, and, and you can see the Twitter videos for yourself based on like what is going on um, ultimately the man should be at home with his family being taken yeah. care of and just, you know, if he wanted to, we could, you know, they, he could do those fireside chat type things. Like every every Thursday on Facebook Live, Stanley checks mm-hmm. in with the audience. And like, that would be I'm nice. So, you know, I'm sorry, folks. I don't get to go to conventions anymore, but I am here at home and I'm resting comfortably and I'm mo- watching my health. And I'm, I'm I, you know, I got to make sure I'm, I'm healthy enough to be mm-hmm. in those Marvel movies, you know. Like and, literally just set up a mic under him every so often. Exactly. Just set up, make it, put a little, build a little set in his house. I'm sure he's got lots of rooms. You, mm-hmm. you, just, you just put him in a little room. He sits down. He says hello for like 20 minutes. And if he really, really, really wants to be involved, you mail him your books or you work through a company. Like they have a shell company that like collects comics. He signs yeah. them and he sends them back. Right? That like, would be nice. No personalized messages. I'm sorry, but he will sign the book. And that's it. And, and he can sign them at his leisure, you know, whenever he wants to. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like Ringo Starr. Yeah, that's the alternate reality that Stanley should he be at the age of ninety five, mm-hmm. and with the internet being what it is, like Stanley should have had his own YouTube channel five five ten years ago. Oh, uh, for real. You know, I mean, I actually he did for a little while. That was like a very small window of time where Stanley did have a YouTube channel. I that remember show. that Stan's which rants, was, which was really fun. Which was part of another failed media endeavor on his part, I do believe. Yeah, and that's the problem is that like. He surrounded himself with the, he you know he's he surrounded himself with the wrong people, and unfortunately you never know if you've done that or not until the chips are down. So it's too late. And 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 he's not in a position to protect himself. And yeah, it's a real shame. Bad. And it really sucks. Like it sounds harsh because it is because his life is harsh right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there's nothing one can do about it. Unfortunately, it's just a sad yeah. situation. For real. Uh, Amazing Zero saying EVS is done with DC after a whole after a little more than a decade. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we might mention that in a minute. We'll talk about it. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So any thoughts about Stanley at this point? Uh, Alex McDaid or Dade saying so sad to see Stanley going through what he is. Long live Stanley. Mm. I agree. You know the man deserves. Say what you will about his past and his dealings. He's a businessman. Mm. You know, and and the real problem is. Like, the bad stuff, the really, like, negative shit that you hear about him. And I'm not talking about, like, the alleged or bullshit stuff. I'm talking about, like, him being a shrewd businessman or him... And like, not giving credit and, you know, stealing all Jack Kirby's over. ideas. Like, I think that he was the beneficiary of those things because he was the last one to die. That is the thing. You know, he's he's the Walt Disney of comics, for better or worse. And a lot of that does come from just outliving all your competition. Yeah. Now, on one hand, he can control the narrative that way. He can be like, yes, I created everything because no one's going to argue with me. On the other hand, uh, people can say, like, well, Jack Kirby can't speak for himself. And the estates of so-and-so and Ditko is, you know, a hermit living in a weird one-bedroom apartment. Like, Yeah. Like, the, the fact is, you know, the dude made decisions that most people in his position would make. And, you know, for better or worse, you know, he's the ambassador of comics and that's, yeah, that's who he is. Like, for the most part, he's been a pretty good ambassador. Yeah. The dude like has been really inclusionary and, 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 and really like positive and upbeat. And, uh, you know, if I could get, if I could have in the sixties gotten like free or cheap work out of Jack Kirby, probably would have done it. And, you know, uh, 
that that sucks and is harsh. And I'm happy to see that the laws have changed and that advocacy groups have have, have taken up, have picked up the slack to protect people like yeah, protect Jack artists Lee. and protect creators. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Hero Initiative is an amazing uh, organization that protects creators, but there's also great like uh, like legal uh, advice and help and aid provided for creators to make to to allow them to advocate for themselves and protect themselves yeah. and make sure that never happens again. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, God, like you know, I, I I wish Stanley the best, and I hope in his in in his twilight he's he's offered some opportunity for of rest. Same. Um, Ethan Van Skyver, uh, long time prolific artist for DC Comics, got his bones drawing a ripoff Ninja Turtles cartoon comic. Um, yep. Worked for DC for a long time. Apparently, long time fan or friend rather of Jeff Johns. Uh, really. Certainly a long time collaborator with the man uh interesting uh, got his bones through the green lantern core and uh, and other green lantern books um uh is no longer working at dc and is striking out on his own uh we wish him the best what's the next topic uh what else do we have here uh oh hey did you see that uh batman white knight probably one of my favorites if not my favorite comic of 2018 so far is uh posthumously being uh added to the black label brand so when you buy it again in trade it's going to be under the black label banner yes i have and not only that but apparently they're getting a lot of uh well, okay. So if you're not familiar with Batman White Knight, it's an amazing Elseworlds book that uh, Sean Gordon Murphy wrote and drew, taking heavy influence from uh, the animated series and his own personal fandom mm. and created oh, yeah. a really, really killer, cool, s- short series. Um, and in it, uh, he had wanted to do a couple things, but because DC would play with the ratings and whatnot... They they did some some censoring and some and some suppression of he he wanted some nudity some sex scenes and some swearing basically exactly and DC was like hey, we want to sell this to everybody we don't want to have to put a poly bag over it please don't do that so instead uh, they're going to release it under the black label which is apparently for more mature audiences and as a result is it going to be black and white because I know that Sean Gordon Murphy had said like he had a checklist for things he wanted to see Batman White Knight reissued as one of them yeah. was hey. Uh, I want it to be in black and white because I think it'd be really cool. Mm. And B, uh, hey, I want to get all the swearing and nudity back in the book. (laughs) And I guess at least they said okay to the swearing and nudity. Uh, But yeah, if you want like the unfettered, like director's cut version of White Knight, that's Mm. the way to get it. That's that's cool. It is. It's funny we live in a day and age where it's like, no, 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 titties and F words are fine, but black and white, I cannot in good conscience support black and white. Right, exactly. No, they like the colors, which is, by the way, there's if if they do wind up uh, reissuing it, what they really should do is issue it using those beautiful black and white editions. You know, like Batman, you can get Batman, Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Black Mirror in black and white and oversized. I want White Knight that way. Um, Gorgeous and beautiful. Tell you what, at the at the end of the year, when it tops everyone's best of list, which I'm sure it will, that will probably come next. Right. I sure hope so. So we'll see. But, uh, man, I have a lot of hope. If that's the case, I am really, really hoping to see a lot more from the DC Black Label line. Same. And Murph even said, you know, when I pitched it, it was kind of experimental. We didn't know if it was going to be Black Label yet. And they, after thinking about it, they're like, yeah, this probably should have been the black, la- the first Black Label. Yes. Yeah, that's and now it is. Now, yeah. now they've retconned their own history. I'm like, it was always the first Black Label book. What are you talking about? What? No. <laughs> nope, um, it was always the first Black Label. Exactly. Fine. All right, if you need it to be. That's fine with me. Um, <laughs> Fight us on it. <laughs> by the way, apropos uh, comic book creators with YouTube channels, Scott Snyder launched... A, yes, he did. Uh, well, he already had a YouTube channel. It's mostly 30-second videos of his kids. But there's another video on there that's about an hour long. And it, he gives you a little tour of his office. And then he talks to Sean Mur- Murphy for about an hour about Ooh, the process I didn't know that. and about, uh, about Batman. So if you I, I will know, have to watch that. I, I favored it to watch it later. I didn't actually get a chance to watch it. I didn't know what it was about. It's really fun. They got, you know, they got a couple of kinks to work out because neither of them are YouTubers. They don't know the process. But, like... Call us. Well... One of them did. <laughs> ah. Just on the DL, one of them called me, but uh, we won't get into it. But uh, mm-hmm. So it, it's cool that, uh, that we're seeing people like Scott Snyder sharing their process, and I hope it is a sign of good things to come. 
it's it, definitely good for YouTube, especially in the comics sphere, where I think we could use more uplifting positivity from our creators. And I think this is this is good. I like that Scott Snyder is being an ambassador on agreed. this. Yeah, no, I am totally on board. Um, but yeah, that that White Knight book, I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm excited to pick that up again. Um, and here's the thing that I'd like to see if they're going to just use the black label to like put out books they've already put out. Um, but like hard R's again, mm. I want to see them like go back and reprint older books that might have had original art that was a little harsher mm. or had a little bit more nudity or, or a little bit more like, uh, you know, off color language. And, I like it. And reprint them. Like you could, there's, there's a couple of like Brian Boland pages from the killing joke that are yeah. pretty messed up and like more harsh and they still exist. You could get another bite of the Killing Joke apple if you put it out in a nice, big, beautiful hardcover, put a black <laughs> label on it, say, like, yo, this is not for children. This has got, like, boobs in it and stuff. Um, I'm they, sure they, I'm sure Brian Azzarello was chomping at the bait. Europa, Europa, re-release Batman Europa with all the stuff I wanted to put in it but couldn't. There's no question that that would be a thing. Uh, the fact that Azzarello is making books specifically for the black label line no mm -hmm. question. That's like an easy way to always have a black label book out every goddamn quarter is just yeah. reprint. There's a, you could probably get like Mike Grell's original pencils for the longbow hunters and get Ooh. a really baller oversized like green arrow. No graphic. Book. I want that. I know I got your attention that way. Um, <laughs> Boy, did you, MT it's going to look real good on my shelf. Empty <laughs> Kaiser. So is a scene three EA still sucks. And Spider-Man looks cool. Agreed. We'll yeah. talk about Spider-Man. Yes. Um, let's. Uh, Justin Beckford, I thought you and Scott had a beef. No way. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm critical of his work and he thinks, uh, and, and, and he's, and he's a, the most friendly person. <laughs> like, he, he really is. He, he tweeted me very early in my career, gave me a, uh, little, uh, Twitter DM message there back when I still worked for comic book cast. And that really gave me the wherewithal to be like, I should keep going. This guy liked my thing. Exactly. No, the dude is very, very positive and super friendly. And even though I thought Superman Unchained is dumb, doesn't mean <laughs> that I think he's a bad guy, nor does he think that I'm a jerk. We can both divorce ourselves from our work and say, like, yo, you're a cool guy. Um, yeah. I don't think he thinks I'm a cool guy. I think I think it's more that he's very nice to me. Uh, so, <laughs> man, oh, by the way, did you ever read? Okay, so I don't even know what the book this is. I'm trying to remember it. But there's a Green Arrow book that's by Jurgens that has, like, straight-up sex in it with Black Canary. And, and it's like, yes, and it's really crazy looking because it's like Superman, Death of Superman era Jurgens drawing yeah, like yeah. actual sex scenes. That's another book that you know Jurgens has like alternate panels and pages for. Like that's <laughs> that he's a kept book after all I'm these years. That, and I'm not saying Black Label should become like a porno comic label. I'm just saying like if you've got these like hardcore, crazy, awesome books that like you could get another bite of the apple for, but also introduce using more modern slightly better printing quality do it you know yeah. put it out like get yeah. it. i want to see both versions i want to compare them and contrast them for real but yeah so um anyway black label's cool uh i guess we can transition to e3 Yes, we might as well, which what? again, we got a lot of what we wanted, but didn't get everything we wanted. If I had to sum this up, this was the year of samurais and ship combat. Yes. Weird that we could say that out loud, but yes. Um, let me tell you. Something. I like samurais and I like ship combat. Those are cool. I'm down. Um, what did you think of the, uh, the Square Enix Avengers trailer and how awesome that oh. game looks? Uh, you know, I, I, I felt like I got blinded there for a second by its majesty. I, I ended up not really being able to see it. Yeah, it was like the Men in Black uh, flashy thing to everybody and said, like, what Avengers game? Oh, did we release a trailer two years ago telling you that we were going to make an Avengers game? Uh, no, I don't remember. And then people tweeting at me being like, they're going to do it at the Sony conference. And I'm like, why would they do that? Why would why would Square Enix do that when they had nothing to show for their excitement? When they had they had, they, they had the cool. shortest one. They had thirty minutes. Yeah, and it was like mostly just bullshit trailers of who gives a shit. Hey, do you remember our uh, our MMO that you, some people play and some people don't? Hey, do you have some stuff for the Final Fantasy VII remake? No. Uh, do you have some stuff from the new Hitman game? No. Do you have anything that I want? Here's the Kingdom Hearts trailer again with some more stuff in it. Yay? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but okay. But don't worry. It comes out at the end of January next year. So, you know. Next year. 
Hey, some of you might be dead by the time it comes out because you have to wait a whole other year. Yeah. And of but, course, but, it's a video game, so there's no way it's going to live up to your expectations. And also, hey, uh, if you own a PlayStation, you can go back and play all the other Kingdom Hearts, which you will need to because if you have not played them all, if you've only played the main like one and two, you're going to be lost because there's a lot of shit that happened in the margins of the spinoffs. Yeah, that's true. Did, uh, did we mention time travel is now a thing? Because <laughs> it is. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, the only thing that's relevant to us and our channels, Spider-Man for the PS4 is basically like, OK, so we've seen a couple of trailers. I've seen some in-game footage, the, a lot of it being Mr. Negative, where Spider-Man like yes. uh, uh, quick time events his way through a helicopter chase. And I was like, OK, right on. It looks cool. I'm down. Uh, then they released this trailer mm -hmm. where if you watch my pitch for a Spider-Man game in our I'm video like, games episode, what you need Spider-Man goes to the raft and Electro makes a prison break. So Spider-Man like always gotta does fight all these villains. And then a helicopter shows up. I'm like, these are all the things that I asked for. Literally word for word. As if someone, if someone at insomniac read your dream journal I was like, well, I mean, Basically, I'm like, hey, I want Arkham Asylum with Spider-Man in it. And they're like, yeah, me too. So do we all. And then yeah. it's like, hey, but what if we did both? Like, I'll bet you that the opening is the raft where it's Arkham Asylum. Oh, that's we're, your tutorial. We're putting, yeah, the tutorial is we're putting you in a small enclosed environment. You got to learn how to crawl through ducts and swing on webs and deal with close quarters and fight bad guys. And look at all these who's who. But don't worry, we won't have to let them like escape. So they won't be long. Like we're going to put the Sinister Six on the island, but they're not going to be the main antagonists. Uh, yeah, they're just going to be cool Easter eggs. And hey, maybe if you break through, the, if you go th crawl through the raft, you'll see a couple of like Easter eggs and other references to characters. Oh, no, like I fought the vulture, but like um, Sandman escaped. Yeah, I think Sandman's yeah. actually in the trailer. So like, but, uh, you know, like somebody like the owl is gone, you know, like, oh, maybe that character will be in the city. And then they open it up and you go to the city. So it's Arkham Asylum and Arkham City with Spider-Man in it. Hey, what's with this fancy cell? Oh, that's where the kingpin stays. Right. Like, these are all things that I want. And they finally delivered it. Or at least that's True. the promise of this trailer. But uh, it looks sweet as hell. You know what I appreciated about it? And I mentioned this on Twitter and it actually got a fair amount of traction. I like that Spider-Man's villains actually talk like they're from New York. They actually have some believable New York accents on them. Yeah, no, I agree. Um it, it was great. Uh, the, 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 the costume upgrades for the Sinister Five. Um, Looking good. They, no complaints whatsoever. Actually, one of them addressed a thing that I had questions about. Well, not questions about, but I was like, that's a cool change. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Was Vulture wearing a respirator? And not because he's old, old. I mean, because he's freaking up in the air. Like, the ice is thin. He can't breathe up there. How would a man in his, like, late 80s be able to breathe comfortably, you know, 30,000 feet in the air? He wouldn't be able to. He'd need a mask. And he's old, too. I like they kind of split the difference where it's like, okay, let's make these, like, you know, kind of Arkham Asylum-y and kind of realistic. Like, how would these work in the real world? But also, let's give them cool-ass armor on top of it as well to make sure that it's super fantastical. Oh, they split totally. the difference in a nice way. Yeah, they totally did. Um, then you see the, the the actual, like, gameplay, and it's, it's Arkham Asylum. He's got gadgets. He's got uh, webs and all kinds of other different enhancements. Juggling, he's building up meters and then shooting webs out everywhere, beating it's, up mooks. It actually almost works better for Spider-Man than Batman, given that you can like create all these webs and and swing through the city. Like swinging through the city as Batman is easily one of the most rewarding and satisfying things oh, that yeah. I have playing that game. I uh, the Batmobile can fuck itself. I hate it. That really stupid can. goddamn car. But what a, like, what what a monkey's paw that Batmobile was. We all wanted it. And then they're like, okay, the third one will be nothing but Batmobile. No, that's too much Batmobile. I never asked for the Batmobile. I was like, it's cool. I'd like to see it in the cave, but I don't want to drive around. Um, I wanted a segment. I wanted a Batmobile segment was all I wanted. Right? Somebody asked, uh, who do you think the end villain was when the Sinister Five got him down? And then there's, another, there's like, it's you. It's probably the Joker again. <laughs> the Joker again. He crossed universes to be in the Spider-Man game. I'll be in the game again if you like. Like... <laughs> But no, you see, I'm, I'm thinking it's got to be Doc Ock is the thing, because I'm like, ooh, they're going with original lineup, Sinister Six yeah. plus Mr. Negative. So obviously it's got to be Doc Ock, because what an amazing boss battle you can have with him. Oh, I got to fight each one of his arms individually. Yeah. 
I was thinking it would have to be um, what's it called? Uh, Green Goblin. Yeah, I mean, because he's the biggest one, of course, you would want him in the game. Unless you want him to be the sequel hook for the sequel, because obviously all video games like movies now want to do sequels. If if oh, they yeah. say the word Master Planner, I bet we're going to hear the word Master Planner thrown around. See, that's the thing. Um, there are Riddler missions in this game. Oh, are there now? Yeah, crap. Who's the... There? I don't remember who it is. There's a villain who's like, you have to go through the game and you have to like accomplish little tasks it's straight up just the riddler but it's a but it's another spider-man villain and it's great and i'm like yes do that um, please but i'm so on board oh you get like you get the the, the voice in your ear where uh yeah you know it, but it's instead like the 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 the, the detective um, uh yeah wraith watanabe yeah um is she, is she gonna become wraith by the end of the game is that what they're gonna build up to it probably i can't wait for this game to become so popular and everyone's gonna be super interested in wraith <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, that um, happens with video games. Characters who weren't big before are big because of video games. Just look at Injustice, all the characters people now only give a crap about because of Injustice. Oh, yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot of amazing Easter eggs. We're going to see every mm -hmm. Spider-Man costume is going to be available oh, for download. So good. Um, just, just awesome. I'm so They've already got the movie suit and Spider-Punk. You know they're going to have the armor suit and the other armor suit. Yep, no question. I know, apparently, I've, I heard a rumor you could play as Mary Jane, so, like, I'm Ooh. sure there'll be uh, Spider-Gwen costumes. Mm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, there's Miles a lot is going to be in it, too. Miles. And I have an interesting theory. At the end of both trailers for Spider-Man, we've seen him royally get his ass kicked and almost murdered. Do you think they're going to, like, put Spider-Man on the table? For a chunk of the game and have you actually swing around his miles? In terms of plot? Mm. Maybe. Uh, if I were them, I would make a Peter Parker the whole game. And then I would release a, like, the Harley pack like they did for oh. Arkham City and make that all miles. Like a, like a Jack John Marston thing where, hey, you beat the game. Now you get to play as miles. Or, uh, or, or six months down the line, they release, like, a whole new game, basically, that, like, overlays it where... Between the game, Miles was going on his own adventure. And oh, got an, another way, Chapter Miles. Yeah, Catwoman missions, basically. Thank you, Mr. Silverub. I, I like that, and if they time it right, they can have that come out around the same time as Edge of Spider-Verse. Yes. Wait, is, is Edge of Spider-Verse coming out? Like, when is that coming out? Like, I mean, we got the trailer, which means it must be coming out soonish. It's Thanksgiving, or is it Christmas? Oh, shit, because the, this game comes out in September. Right, yeah, September, October is when most of these new ones are coming out. Yeah, so I would, I mean, I would release this shit, like, I would release the game in September and then the downloadable extra bonus Miles Pack at Christmas time or there holiday season. Uh, Brian Baller, this Spider-Man game should have been made long ago, and why do you think this kind of game hasn't been done with other superheroes? Uh, money, interest, uh, yeah. you know, like, it's time. hard to do. I mean, like, Spider-Man... There was no excuse after after Arkham Asylum. There was no excuse for Spider-Man to not be the next one. Um, and they've tried. They've tried with a couple Spider-Man oh, games, Edge but they've never. Edge of Spider-Verse, yep. uh, or not Edge of Spider-Verse? Was it or Edge of uh, Into the Multiverse, Into the Web of Verse, whatever? Yeah, there was Spider-Man Black and White. Yeah. Yeah, that one uh, where you play three Spider-Mans and it sucks. Yes. Ultimate Spider-Man, which was fun if you're a fan of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. Yes, but that came out for the GameCube. Yeah, and the PS2. That's when time. I played it. Thank you. It was Edge of Edge of, Time. Yes, that and was And there's also that other one. There was Edge of Time, and then there was the other one. Uh, there oh, was then there was the movie ones for uh, Amazing Spider. Dimensions is the one I'm thinking of. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, so let's really quick. Shattered Dimensions, uh, created by, written by Dan Slott. Yes. Is this game written by Dan Slott? Because I don't think it is. I saw him in a big interview with this game where he's like there talking about what we are doing with the game. He, he, he might've given some insight, but I think insomniac likes to use their own in, uh, in-house writers. Right. Well, okay, I let me, let, hope so. Let me go to IMDb. I'll take Dan slot as a consultant because he knows who all the characters are. And he's a, he's familiar with all their like lore. Like he mm -hmm. could easily, he could be the Paul Dini, like, consultant because yeah. paul dini wrote arkham asylum but like yes he did he could also consult and be like here's what's happening 
or here's here's where you here's a character you should not use, but like here's a great mm. reference. Like let's make a let's make a more Lun joke here. Let's make a Judas yeah, Traveler yeah. joke here. Like, but don't use those characters. No. Looking here on IMDb for the game, it seems very unfilled out so far. They just have, hey, Yuri Lowenthal is Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, they also only have, list Stan Lee, Steve Git- Ditko, and Tom DeFalco, which, well, I know they're not writing it. No. Oh, interesting that they put Tom DeFalco, which means they probably had to use a Tom DeFalco creation, which means maybe there's a Spider-Girl skin. Maybe there's a, oh, some kind yeah. of big reference there. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know why they haven't done this yet. I know that apparently I had heard, I mean, we all heard the big rumor that uh, the next big game out of the studio that made Arkham is going to be Superman. They've been saying that for years now. Um, but we didn't see anything, so who knows? Now, um, what are you working on, Rocksteady? Yeah, right? Um, I don't know, but I'm in. Like, I want Same. a Superman game. I just don't know how you'll make it work without me being able to destroy the world. Or take away all my powers and make me uh, get them back as the game goes on. That sounds frustrating. I don't know if I want to play that. That like, I don't want to play Superman Grounded. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those are kind of the biggest things that came out this week. It's not going to be this every week. Uh, normally on the Elseworlds Exchange here, we just kind of take one topic and break it down mm-hmm. and, and hash it out for about an hour. But like so much stuff happened. This we week. had to do a junk drawer episode. We had to do a junk drawer episode. Um, even though on our channel there is another show called Junk Drawer where we review like toys and stuff. But oh, is there really? I did not know that. Have you not done be. that we one? We don't really do it oh. anymore. But uh, but that was what I what I called it. But uh, yeah. So uh, let us know what was the big piece of news that came out this week that you were the most excited to hear. Mm-hmm. It's probably the Spider-Man game. Uh, I know that we'll definitely we be can't playing blame that you. game on this channel in a big bad way. Hell yeah. And I'm glad we ended us on a happy note. So uh, thank yeah. you all for joining us. Stay tuned for back issues. Joel, thank you as always for joining me on this episode. Pleasure. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. And of course, if you're going to be in the Denver, Colorado area, uh, I-, I might be there. So hopefully we'll see you there. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, in uh, in uh, September, uh, me and the whole Comp Pop crew is going to be at uh, Keystone Comic Con panel Ooh. on Saturday the 15th. Come see us. It's gonna be nice. Great. And, and you can see all of us at New York in October. New York Comic Con October. That's the biggest one. That's the one we're all at. So you should meet us and, and hang out with us. It's going to be great. But, mm-hmm. uh, thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you guys next time. I am Sal. I'm Joel. Oh,